0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Just to clear one thing up at first, um, there are seven days on which doing good is okay. You can do good any day. You can live a virtuous life any day. The labor of that is even okay on seven days of the week. Now, some of the loads that we carry in this life stoop us over in our bodies, and some stoop us over in our souls. Several years ago, uh, when I was in Guatemala, Guatemala, forgive me, um, I saw a construction site, which was a lot like those that you would see in a developing country, where most of the labor was being done by human bodies Uh, there wasn't a lot of mechanization um, there wasn't a lot of help for frail human bodies and what you saw at that construction site was a legion of of common laborers carrying inhuman sized loads of concrete blocks and bags of of, uh, cement bags of concrete And as you watch them, it was um, an overwhelming sight to think of that they do that day by day. And I'm sure the laborer had to uh, force himself every day somehow to rise up and throw that 90-pound sack of cement onto his shoulder. For every time he did it, uh, his back stooped. He stumbled. He groaned. And he moved across rough ground more times than he could count during the course of the day. And he knows that tomorrow he had to do the very same thing. He had to get up and throw more of those 90-pound bags onto his shoulder and move them across rough ground and stoop. And every day, I'm sure, the grip of that bent posture began to fix itself in him. Every day, that bent-over posture began to fix itself in him. Until one day, until one day in the morning, he could no longer stand upright. Even when he's resting, he couldn't stand upright. Even when he attempted to lie down to sleep, his body was still fixed in that bent-over posture. And how much he would have loved to be able to straighten out and Stand upright. Wisdom. Stand upright. In the Gospel today, if we read between the lines, we will see how this looks like the very history of our salvation. In our history, we saw ourselves stumble and fall into the fatal handicap of sin. And later on, we saw the promise given to us in the holy law. We saw the promise given to us of a Sabbath rest, which would by themselves perhaps not heal us completely, but we could see the beginnings of our salvation in them. And then in the history of our salvation, we see the giver of law come to us himself in order to allow us again to stand upright and to loose that bent-over posture, the posture of sin. For like the woman in our Gospel today, who was bent double, the race of men had long stumbled under unseen loads, a sickness that was caused by sin. And when Adam was driven from the garden, he was told that he would labor in sorrow, and so it was. In the bondage in Egypt, Israel moaned under heavy taskmasters. Israel moaned, and the Lord heard the moaning. Deliverance came to them, but it was conditioned deliverance. It was conditioned on the promise that they would observe the law of God. Now, keeping the law, that's the tough part everybody looks at the law and says oh it's wonderful oh that would be so wonderful if society followed that if we all did all these all these things if we didn't do these other things if we did the things that are told to do there but keeping the law that was the difficult part for israel just the same as it's the difficult part for each one of us it's a difficult part for me it's comes back to what Father John Braun said. Don't think of a red-faced monkey. What's the first thing you do? You think of a red-faced monkey. Someone tells you not to, you're going to think of it. Now, from the start, the law was a grace that was meant for our salvation. Yet the Jews took the grace of the law and made of it another heavy burden, that was actually much heavier than the burden that they'd had in Egypt. In the hands of the rulers of the synagogue, even the provision of Sabbath rest, even even the part of the law that said that every Sabbath you get a rest, it got so mixed up that doing an act of mercy on the Sabbath was, was illegal to them. Even doing good, even lifting the burden of another, was bad. And as blessed St. Athanasius observed, our Lord looked down on this condition and he could not endure to see the race of his people left in the way that they were. So what do we see? We see the incarnate Lord who was the very author of that law coming down to speak on our behalf to, in a very real sense, come to us not just as lawgiver, but as lawyer for his people, as advocate for his people, for his children, his children who were being abused in the very house where they were supposed to be having rest, where the place that was supposed to be peace had turned into a place of burden. He comes as our lawyer, He provokes our adversaries. I love it when the Lord provokes. And he is very provocative in this today. He comes right into the synagogue and right in the face of those those Sabbath rulers, those, those judges of the poor. He comes right into their face, right in their own court. He becomes their adversary. He stands up to teach in the synagogue. And when I read this, when I hear it spoken, I can almost hear the deacon saying, Wisdom, stand upright. The lawgiver himself is about to speak. Wisdom, stand upright. Sophia, or Thee. He stands up to teach. He stands up to teach. The the one who himself gave the law stands up to expound on the law and he looks out and what does he see? He sees a woman who cannot stand upright, whose posture is so fixed by her infirmity that she cannot stand upright. And how many times have I felt like that woman where I could not stand upright and I don't mean just a backache. I mean where where the grip of what had me inside Kept me stooped. Kept me from standing upright. And I could not raise myself up just on my own. But he comes to us and he says, Stand upright. He calls her forward. He brings her up. He sees her in her infirmity and he calls her forward. And miracle of miracles... What is done in this moment is done for each one of us when we come to this place, and we are called to come forward. When we are called to come forward and touch Christ and be touched by him, when we are called forward, we receive the same touch that that woman received in the gospel today. It's here in a mystery for us. Do you believe that? It's true. Trust me, just like you would a priest. Oh, wait, I am a priest. We don't always believe the things that are told to us, but that is true. When we are called forward, we will be touched in the same way that she was touched. The crooked can be made straight. That which is within you that is bent can be made straight. That which is within you that cannot stand upright can stand upright. That sin which has you in its grip can be lifted off of you in this place. Right up here. Right up here. The woman is touched. The woman stands upright. The woman glorifies the holy wisdom of God who is standing upright right in front of her. She's standing suddenly in the same posture that he is standing. She is standing upright who couldn't stand upright. She's standing in the posture that that creator created her to be standing in, the posture of worship in the house of God, upright. How can you not but sing glory in that moment? I mean, how can you not be moved by that? Yet the synagogue rulers, like the taskmasters in Egypt, they rise up to oppose the very deliverance of themselves that is there. They won't even be delivered themselves, and they won't allow anyone else to deliver them. And so the Lord once again squares off. He says, no, you step back. He squares off. He shows them their hypocrisy. And he declares that to release from bondage is to fulfill once and for all the Sabbath. When you release others from bondage, you are fulfilling what you were made for. And what's that say about when you put a load on somebody? When you put a load of bondage on somebody, you're fulfilling another law. The law of Moses was never intended to keep us from doing good or from saving life. St. Cyril of Alexandria said that the synagogue rulers broke the law when they forbade the giving of rest. May we never forbid the giving of good, even on the Sabbath. Whatever the legalist thought about her healing, she now stands and her opponents are humiliated. But all the multitude doesn't put conditions on this. The multitude rejoices. The poor rejoice because one of theirs, one of their very own has been lifted of a burden. One of their very own who has an infirmity now is healed. I don't know whether you ever heard the, the poem, um, uh, General William Booth Enters into the Courts of Heaven, and I'm not going to recite it, but it tells the story of, of General William Booth, who was the founder of the Salvation Army, and how as he enters in heaven, a whole multitude, a whole host of raggedy street people are following after him, pounding tambourines like the Salvation Army band and blowing trumpets like the Salvation Army band and singing glory to God because they've been lifted up by this old blind man who's now entering heaven, General William Booth. We should do that seven days a week. In that moment when we do that, the Sabbath itself is lifted up and it is conferred with a heavenly benefit that's that's what it was made for. This day was not made for, for us coming here for coffee hour. This day was made for us not just to come here in our finery, but this day was made for us to lift up and lift off burdens. We're taught God's providence. The Sabbath trains us in this. And Christ doesn't repeal that. In the Synaxarion uh, that we read on, on Great and Holy Pascha, it says that the disciples of the Lord transferred to Sunday the dignity of the Sabbath. And they prescribed that it should be a holiday and a day of rest. That it should be governed by a higher rule. And w- what is that rule for us? Okay, what's what's our rule for the Sabbath on Sunday? You know, what, what, what's it have to do? Do we just kind of throw that out, that whole concept of, of a Sabbath rest? Is it just sort of passé now? Well, sun, I'll tell you what Sunday ought to be. Sunday ought to be a day that's taken out and lifted up out of ordinary time. Somehow, when we lay aside earthly care, uh, we lift this day up into another place, into the ages of ages. We, we, we make the, the time that we have here a token of how all of our life ought to be. All of our days ought to be this kind of a day where burdens are lifted, where the sick are healed, where we are touched by the Lord himself and he touches us. So we ought to dedicate this day to that. And that's why we gather in this place. We gather here with the ones that we love. When we look around, when we have the embrace of peace, it's not just a formality, it's from the heart. We gather here with the ones who we are at peace with, with the ones that we love. On this day, we're healed, we're fed, we have a feast, and it doesn't disappoint us any more than Thanksgiving Day did. We share what we love, With the ones we love this Sabbath is the joy of the Saints the work of the lifting up of our hands is the purest fulfillment of the day of rest and the joy that we take from that when we lift up our hands they don't come down empty when we lift up our hands he fills them up and he fills them up so that we may carry the joy that he puts in our hands out for those that are burdened out in the world and that is is a fulfillment of the sabbath to the glory of god amen